Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's that special time once again for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. And it will be airing live momentarily. This is that place to ask those special questions about PCs, technologies, with your computer, iPhone, and those smart devices designed to work at home and in the office that's supposed to make life easier. We welcome your questions tonight. And please help me welcome the CEO and founder of the Jaymore Connection, Inc., and the star of tonight's show, Mr. John C. Morley. Check us out more at jmor.com. Gentlemen, welcome to another Jay Moore Tech Talk show. Uh, I'm John, your host, and tonight we're going to talk more about Windows 10. Uh, a lot of questions have been happening and I guess popping up about this Windows 10 operating system. First, everybody you know wants it uh, or doesn't want, it, I should say, and then all of a sudden, when people find out they have to pay. So they pay the money, they get it, and everybody has so many questions about it. And I think that's good. Um, as I told you, Windows is a lot more stable than it was beginning, and um, you know we're now using it in our offices. And we made the recommendation that to late September, and um, getting businesses switched over to that. I think we have a very small amount of clients that are still on Windows Seven. That you have to make sure that you actually have compatible systems, but you also have things uh, But not only that, you have to make sure that your server is able to handle Windows 10. A lot of people are trying to go for old operating systems. They have 2012. I mean, they're going back to like 2003, which is like ridiculous. But we're going to keep all and I need to install Windows 10. And the problem is if you try to do an upgrade of Windows 10, it's actually a hard drive that is 500 gig uh, megs or under. You're only going to be able to do an upgrade. You're not going to be able to do a full install because Windows 10 uh, installation, or we'll call the, I'll call it the scratch installation from scratch, has to be installed on a computer with requirement, 900 some um, megabytes. Remember, 1,000 megabytes approximately is, is, um, is um, you know, one, uh, uh, 500 meg um, hard drive, uh, 500 gig, excuse me, hard drive, uh, is not going to be at least 900 gigs. So, um, you know, having um, a 1,000 thousand gigabyte hard drive, uh, you know, uh, difference. And for those of you that may not remember my, my discussion, uh, when we talk about a thou a thousand a thousand gigs uh, is equal to and how many knows the answer to this? One terabyte, right? All right. So um we talk about a five hundred uh megabyte hard uh, drive, we're talking about five hundred megs. Okay. Um when we're talking about uh, a thousand Requirement actually is that you have to have um, a thousand megabytes, um, okay, hard uh, drive. So you have to have at least a drive that is um, a terabyte or larger, 
or you're not going to be able um, to So a 500, um, you know, drive, and again, we're talking about 500 uh, gigs, okay, uh, um, most hard drives that you're getting right now, if we're looking at them, you probably have a, a computer, like a drive in your computer most likely. Uh, you'll have a drive in your computer, uh, probably your laptop, if we were to talk about your laptop just for, for our sake. Um, and you're going to have about a 250 meg, uh, gigabyte hard drive. So you have to have 900 gigabytes. You have that 900 gigabytes or one terabyte. So that's going to make sure so you can do it. It's great that you can install. So that's something they actually don't make very clear. And a lot of people get kind of annoyed if they find out later. Tonight, I want to mention a few things to you. Um, I know we've been getting lots of feedback about our new time, uh, which is uh, you know, a Thursday at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Uh, we're definitely away from the Monday night football. And I hear a lot of people are very happy that we have. I want to talk to you because you know we're in January right now. And I bet you know what's coming up in just a few weeks. Does anybody know what's coming up in a few weeks? In just a few weeks, we're going to be having, yep, the Super Bowl. So you probably want to know when the Super Bowl comes, and it's 6.30 p.m., and it's going to be on Fox. So February, um, Sunday, February 5th, Okay. And yes, February 5th is a Sunday. So it's not Sunday, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but guess what it is? It's the following Sunday. And we have a lot of things we're going to do it for, including talking about new uh, technology in Super Bowl 2017. For those of you that missed it, I would encourage you to go back to our archives and listen to the same technology. It was only, I believe, our uh, I think it was only like our second or third episode. It was actually the third episode, and we talked about technology. We're going to have a, have a great show, and then we also have a very good golf show coming up. As I told you, golf technology coming with Jason will join us uh, just before uh, the summertime, and talking a little about the the technology that makes golf courses so unique. You know, we always talk about technology, and we go right to PCs a lot of times. And sometimes I talk about other things that are about technology. But I talk about something for a A lot of people don't really know what it is, so I just thought I would take a quick minute or two and talk about it, and then we'll get back into our uh, personalizing our, our Windows experience, Windows 10 experience, that is. So how many of you have clocks or uh, timers, and you're so tired of setting, right? You know, you Days get, uh, let's say, as the days get uh, shorter, um, what happens? And the days, um, you know, uh, basically, so as the days are getting shorter, you basically, so let's say it was 5 o'clock, right? Now it's 4 o'clock, it's actually putting the light on and it's, and it's it's dark earlier, so it should come on earlier. If it's actually you know, getting dark later, you put the light on. That's not such a big problem. It's just for you know saving my energy. But the others were of annoyance because it has the light coming on, and um, 
you know, it, it gets dark, let's say, earlier now, and you have it coming out at 7 o'clock, I have to go over to your, to your uh, timer and turn it on manually. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is to turn it on manually. The solution is to use the dawn, but really that's not very practical because a lot of people don't want their lights on all night long. Let's light in your house or on your desk. If you want it to come out a certain time at night, and maybe you want it to go off at a certain time, right? Do that. But if that then we would be more prone to do something more like dust to dawn or dust to just before pre-dawn. Because it's still dark at sunrise, just before sunrise, and it's still dark and it's dark right at right at ten cent. It gets dark. Dynamic timer. So you're probably saying to me, John, you know, what's an astronomic timer? And you can get astronomic timers for your home that are literally for your home. You can get them for under $30 online. And I'm talking about the good ones. I'm talking about Intermatic. They make a great astronomic timer um, for uh, 150, 600, 900, or 1200 watt. Uh, Volts, it's it's really great for that. Now, they're online for roughly, you know, you're going to see them online around $34. If you go to Amazon, you'll probably see them a little cheaper. I think like $23 or $34. How does an astronomical timer work? So I know you you wanted to ask me that. So it basically uses your geographic location to automatically determine up and on time. So. What happens is every day the sun rises at a certain time, and it sets at a certain time. So you can go to timeanddate.com, and right now I happen to be on January 26th. So in our area, at 7.12 a.m. is when the sun starts sunrise. 5.07 p.m. is when the sun sets. When you uh, set up your astronomical timer, you actually put in uh, there's like coordinates. For example, it asks you like if you're north, east, west, it asks you if you're like this part over, like a little more further to the to the east or to the west, and you can adjust it. But most of the time, though, uh, on some of these other um, astronomical, not the ones. So the ones that are in your home, they're actually a little more advanced than the ones that you're gonna find. For your lights outside, the ones outside operate on a more of a, of a grid system where you have some uh, adjustment. The ones for your inside of your property, and I'm not talking about the ones that you put in the wall because that's another kind. This one is a little more advanced than what I'm talking about because you can turn on your your lamp or your desk lamp, but you also dial in the state you're in, and it has a little more precise to you whether you're either basically in the north. South, east, west, and some more things like that. And then it gives you, you push the ear in there, and then it asks you for your, your time. So basically, it asks you for what zone you're in. You can look at the little map and you can set it. It's pretty easy to do. Then from that, it's going to come up and say to you, when you finish it, it'll probably come up and say to you, today the time is 7.30 for the off, and about 5.15 for the on. Or it could be 445. Now, that's a little wrong because our adjustment right now, which is January 26th, we're going to dial that 
down to 7.12 a.m. and 5.07 p.m. So the way it works is every single day, the light at sunrise and sunset. Now, you can program it so that the light will actually come on at one time. And often, which we kind of defeat the whole purpose of the astronomical timer. But the way it works is, so today it's the uh, the lights would go off, and at 5.07 p.m. they'd come on. Now, on January 27th, it actually will add one minute to the off time and add one minute to the on time. For example, January 27th will be 7.11 a.m., and then the on time will be 5.08 p.m. On January 28th, it'll subtract another minute, will be at 7.10 a.m., It automatically accounts for daylight standard and things like that, so that could all be programmed in there because the ones that you use for inside, I was telling you about, basic ones that you might see to go into your light switch, uh, they're pretty basic. They don't have all these course adjustments, but the new model that I'm talking about doesn't um, have that long, but it's a pretty neat model. It's actually, um, they actually call it the. Um, uh, it's the um, it's the Intermatic um, basically it's the Intermatic uh, series, and it actually has it's a, it actually has um, you can actually program 28 on and off uh, settings. So if we were to talk about this particular timer, as opposed to some of the other timers, the model that I'm referring to so is the Intramatic Astronomic Digital Timer. And the one I'm talking about is like the DT620. Then they have a heavy-duty version of the same timer, um, which actually can handle um, even even higher loads. So the one is 15 amp, and then the 620 is a heavy-duty, and that one actually can handle uh, 18 um, watts, 15 amps. Um, or 1,000 watts, 120 volts, 60 hertz, or half a horsepower. So it could be used for like a motor or things like that. So again, I want to explain this because if we do the math for how long a light's going to be on and the cost of it, you're actually going to save yourself money and you're probably going to be paying for the cost of the timer at 20 some bucks or 30 bucks. I think it really is a no brainer to do. So again, that's my tip for the day. I think you may want to look at. It's the Intermatic DT626L. And if you do need the DVD um, for motors, uh, the DT620. Okay, so remember, the DT20L uh, is a 15 amp indoor timer. And then there is the DT620, which is a heavy duty timer. So now they make a timer. This timer can be put outside to control your landscape lights, etc. And uh, you could do a timer. If you have a parking lot and you have several lights in that parking lot, you can use the timer to control your relay. Okay, uh, pretty straightforward. timers they make is they have the ability, so you can actually make two separate circuits, or you can have when you so if you were using it as they were separate, then you'd have to program the on and off times for each 
just giving you a little heads up about astronomical timers. They're really great. And if you want to know, probably, but if you really want to know how an astronomical timer works beyond this little basic thing, they use something called astronomic math. Okay? Um, they use mathematical to basically calculate locations, and based on that, um, it's able to determine um, the form telling you about turning the timer on and turning the timer off by, by basically subtracting um, every, every night. It's basically making it and it's making every um, one minute shorter in the morning. So, again, astronomic timer is what we call this, and astronomic timer is pretty neat. The price on them has really, really gone down. And they're, they're really great. I think you're going to definitely find a real great use for them. Again, they're so easy they used to be a lot more uh, than what you would have expected a long, long time ago. But I think the neat thing about it is that they are pretty flexible. All right. So I wanted to share that with you. You know, when I have new technology, I always like to explain it. Or technology, and I like to let you know boldly when it comes out, but also when it's in mainstream so that, you know, you can purchase it. And, you know, that's how they make these timers so expensive. They are logic for it. I mean, to make this timer is fairly inexpensive. And the most important thing, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you buy something, you want to make sure that it's U-listed. So that's really important. Now, there is an equivalent. The equivalent um, of UL in Europe is actually different. Okay? So you have you have the UL, and then you have uh, something called CSA, okay, um, is the mark for uh, Canadian uh, can meet CSA, which sometimes they say is higher than you I can still you listening to labs. Um, then there's something called CE, okay? Um, so a CSA mark means that the product process uh, process or
So let's start out with the background, shall we? The background is uh, by default, you can set up something called a slideshow. You can do a solid color. If you want to just do a solid color, then you can pick it. Uh, if you want to do a slideshow, uh, you can pick a slideshow. Now, I'll show you later how you can set that up. You can choose albums uh, from your slideshow by browsing them, but I'll show you how you can I have it set every 10 minutes. You could change it every one minute, every 10 minutes, every 30 minutes, every hour, every six hours, or every day. You can choose to fit it. You could choose to center it. Um, or you could choose to just play. Easy. If you go to any of these settings, for example, on the top, and you choose, like I choose the option called I'll see at the top. I can get a little bit of a preview, but I won't. Nothing's really going to happen until I actually uh, get out of this window. And I click apply. And actually, you don't have to click apply. You can just click on it and then X right out. So under colors, we can choose what they call the accent color. So Windows uh, when we log in or Windows logs off. You see like this color. Like, why did it pick that? Well, Windows can automatically pick the color. Basically, 
uh, come up and say here, make sure Katana can hear me. Uh, even when my device is locked, I'm going to turn that off so that won't even come up anymore. Okay? So we went through lock screen. Let's go to themes. So we talked about lock screen. Now, lock screen actually has uh, a little bit more on there. Just There's more options. Screen timeout settings. This is where you can tell it on battery power. Turn off after X minute. When turn out, turn off after X hour. Or you could say never. On battery power, PC goes to sleep. X. When plugged in, PC goes to sleep. You know, so you have on battery power, tur turn off after. When plugged in, turn off screen after. Okay. So on battery power, what do I want to do? Go to sleep after 10 minutes. When plugged in, PC goes to sleep. I have never. never. Then you have your additional power settings. You can go into energy plans and you can customize just like you had in Windows um, 7. You have your on battery plugged in, and then you also have your just brightness plan, which you can change uh, based on what's on, on battery profile in profile, which happens automatically, whether it determines whether there's AC or not. The next thing I have down on your list, I'm going to just uh, go back. So when we clicked on that, you'll notice it brought us into the screen. It kind of took us a little bit out, didn't it? So I can jump back on the arrow and go back to the screen because I don't want to get into that screen. Um, and then you'll see something here that says screensaver settings. I'll click on that that I want. I'm just going to pick mystify. There's a whole bunch I can pick from. Uh, on resume, display the login screen. I can preview if I want to preview. And I can change my power settings if I want. It's a couple ways to get to that. So I'll just say apply or I can say okay. Incidentally, hitting a K okay automatically applies it and then uh, out there. Okay. So pretty easy and pretty simple to deal with. So we talked about settings and then the screensaver settings. Next thing I want to talk about is themes. Okay. So click on themes on the left, then the right. Save theme happens anytime you make a modification to any part of when you change the font, it will automatically call it an unsaved theme. So uh, by default, my screen here yesterday was the, uh, was the sunny shore theme. The unsafe theme is the one that I was on, okay? Um, then we have uh, default Windows, Windows 10. And you can actually get more themes online. If you click on Get More Themes, it will actually launch the Edge browser. And what it will do is it will bring online to GoMicrosoft.com, and it will reroute to support.microsoft.com, and you will see your desktop. Now, on the left-hand here, uh, featured themes. So, for example, there's Beach Panoramic, there's Community Showcase, there's NASA, uh, there's Panoramic, Valentine's, all the old things. But I also can pick what I want. Like, if I want to click on the left, or maybe I want to look at movies, so I'll click on movies. And for any of these, I don't think they're going to be charging in the future. For example, there's Captain America, there's Transformers, there's Shrek Forever After, there's Rango. Um, if you go to the themes, and then there's things like AC Empires, Angry Birds. Uh, I could go on and on about this. Uh, if you're missing spaces landing, which is one of the like, you can go right there and you could pick uh, the Ancient Egypt uh, pyramids. Uh, you could pick Beauty of Britain and a whole bunch of things. And when you have these, you can just click on them, they'll install, 
and it also can associate the sounds with it. So you'll have sound pictures and you'll have the new uh, background. So it makes it really easy. So a theme is basically a collection of desktop backgrounds, color, sounds, and sensors. It's all part of the theme. So also in our theme, we have something called, we have something here called, uh, we have program home. Click on that and I want to go back. I just click on the arrow. Change desktop icons. If I click on that, I can actually decide what icons okay, shown um, on my desktop. Right now, I just have the recycle bin. I can choose to have computer there if I want, network there. I can icons, restore default. Allow themes to change the desktop icons, which is the default. Okay. Change sound folders. Over here, I can go over here and I can click on uh, the buttons. Okay. Switch primary and secondary buttons if I want to do that. Turn on click lock. Enables you to highlight or drag. Link the mouse. That press the mouse button and to release, you just click the mouse button. Um, that could be a little bit annoying, right? <laughs> All right. Well, listen. You stay right. Have data that needs to be destroyed? Don't take a chance. Let the experts at the Jmore Connection completely destroy and eliminate your data. For over 15 years, Jmore has been helping companies all over New Jersey with data security, destruction, and IT needs. Call 877-767-5667. Jmore meets federally mandated data disposal policy. Call 877-767-5667 now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned into the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. You are with us on episode five, and we are actually in. Uh, it's actually season two. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, and season two, episode five is uh, where we're at right now. So we're talking about how to personalize Windows. If you were talking about just joining us here in the personalization section. And we're talking about the buttons. Now we're talking about the pointers. And here's where we can actually pick uh, different schemes. But I can pick different schemes. And when I do that, it automatically will change, uh, such as my normal background, my precision select, my text select, my handwriting if I'm using a tablet, unavailable, move, alternate select, link select, etc. Okay. Pointer options. I can select the pointer speed. I can move pointer to the dialog box. Automatically move pointer to the default button in the dialog box. I can check that for that to happen. Or I can display pointer trails if I want to do that. I'm going to move around pointer Everything happens as soon as I click it. It pretty much happens automatically. Okay. Hide pointer while that can be a little bit annoying. Show location of pointer when I press the control key. Almost like a little circle that just kind of like goes from large to small to kind of catch my attention. Okay. Yeah, keep in mind that when you check, they happen automatically. So let's talk a little bit about the wheel. So the wheel, we can roll the wheel time. By default, it's set at three. Uh, you can change that from three, uh, and you can actually change that all the way up to. That all up to. Looks like you could change it all the way up to 99. Uh, you can't change it any more than that. 99 is it. Three is fine. Horizontal scroll. You can 
updated. So that's how many lines the computer is actually going to go by when you use if you have a rolling mouse. Some laptops, they won't have the wheel built in, so you have to have one of those, any of those, um, you know, mice that you use. Now, a nice thing is some of the wheels have a wheel lock, and you can press them so they can click, and they can move slowly, or you can unclick them, and they kind of have a them, because then you know when you, it's like a geared feeling, and you know that you actually move, so you move three lines. It's kind of neat. Uh, just going to pointing mouse. And I also have a ThinkPad, um, TrackPoint, and TouchPad. Uh, enabled. Use your finger to move around. And then we also have the TrackPoint. Again, so again, you have a lot of flexibility. Depending your configuration for my QualiPad, I can change my general. Um, I can change my click, my scroll, my gestures. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, if you do three uh, three fingers, okay, a three finger, uh, a three finger. If you were to just basically take three fingers and pull them down, okay, it actually will switch, will switch using three fingers and just pulling down. Again, you can configure that. Now, this is not for everything. This is just because I have a ball pack. You have to check on the driver if you had that option. Okay, and I have that again. This is all under my option that says ThinkPad. Now you won't have that tab if you don't have a ThinkPad, obviously, or if you don't have that extra um, option. So I'm going to cancel out of that screen, and I'm going to go back to my little cog there. And we talked about the desktop icons, the mouse pointers, advanced sound settings. So advanced sound settings. I'm showing you, like in themes. Okay, so if I go to theme settings, I see all these options desktop, background, color, sound. If I click on anything like sounds, it's the same thing as going to advanced sounds. Then I can pick the sound I want. For example, I picked an asterisk and I hit a seagull. And I can assign, um, like I said, if there wasn't one there, I can assign sounds to it. Of your theme, you can always modify it. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the app, and it actually brought me back to like the control panel view. So it didn't keep me in the app. Now to stay in the app, if you want, I actually click on a couple different things. Actually, um, I'm going to go back here to my personalization, and let's say, for example, I'm, in, I'm talking about themes. And I'm in, let's say, my advanced sound settings. And if I want to get back to where I was, well, here I am. But let's say I if I'm in theme settings and I want to get back, I just X out of that, and now I'm back into where I was. Here's my start. So my start is where we can find what's on or what's not on uh, the particular start bar. Okay, so that's uh, that's pretty we can do that in just a minute. If we click on the cog, okay, uh, the start, you'll see show more details on a remote Occasionally show suggestions and start. I could turn that on or I could turn that off. Show most used apps. Okay, so if you click at the top, it shows your most used apps. If you look toward the bottom, 
it actually shows all of your apps, and then it has like A, B, C, etc. And you'd have uh, everything there. Notice that you also have on your screen, you also have something that says most used. Right? The very bottom, you have something that's a pound. You click on that, now you get your keyboard. Okay? Very easy, very simple. To return from that, just click on the little click the button, come back to where I was. Pretty easy, pretty simple. You start full screen. Um, it shows in the some people don't want that. Our show recently opened items in jump list on StarCraft. So you can open items in jump list, and you can choose which folders appear on Start. Just click on that. Now I can documents is on, downloads is on. I could add music to Start if I want to add music to Start. And now music is only my now very, very easy, uh, very, very simple to do. I just turned that on and worked real easy. Now, the thing about this is that you're saying, okay, John, where does it show up? Well, it shows up to your left because you've got your left, you have your little bar here. Downloads, I just added music and I added a little one note there, a little note. I could add pictures and turn pictures. You'll see that I have a little icon down showing pictures. And if I click on that, you guessed it. It'll take me to my this PC pictures. You also notice in Windows it no longer does PC, and then from there you can go right to where you want to go. Um, I could choose to do videos. If I turn on videos, then we'll see a little camera, almost a little square with a little triangle. That's supposed to be a uh, video camera. Click on the home group. Same thing. The home group is actually shown by one circle and then two little smaller circles on either side and then one circle on the other side like uh, two ears at the top and um, uh, like a, one nose there at the bottom. That's the best way to think about that. I wish network turn that on and I would see a globe with uh, a computer and that shows network. And if I click on that, it'll actually give me my network, which you're probably familiar with from Windows uh, Windows 7, if you had Windows 7. Personal folders, if I want to turn personal folders on or turn personal folders off, that's the folder with a little person looking at it, and that's going to be my personal folders. Like mine, for example, would be just John. So John is actually my PC to users, okay? So C colon uh, users, and then in users, I have John. Okay. So again, keeping in mind, if I click on that again, You'll see exactly what I see. Just a quick way of doing it. You turn that on. Let's click on that top left arrow one more time and go back. And we've talked about a lot about the preview. Let's talk about the task. So we looked on the, on the top left arrow to go back. We're still in the app. And if you look here, the top is locked. We're just getting into it's locked. I can't move things on or off of it, okay, uh, if the taskbar is locked. So I can't add anything to it if it's locked. Automatically hide. What will happen is the desk, the bar will actually go all the way to the bottom, and you have to go to the bottom of the screen. That's, that's synonymous with the auto hide feature in 
the automatically hide the taskbar in tablet mode would only do it in tablet mode and not in desktop mode. If I turn that on, all my taskbar buttons become very, very small. Okay, if you have a lot, uh, a lot smaller than, than the way they were, okay, almost half. So use P desktop, you move your mouse to desktop mode at the end of the taskbar. You can peek to preview the desktop when you move your mouse to show desktop. Okay. So the benefit of that is if I want to peek, I can basically preview my desktop and go back. As long as that option is selected, I can preview. So use peek to preview the desktop whenever you move your mouse to show desktop button. So the show desktop button is right here, okay, and I can actually peek at the things that are open. Now, if I turn that feature off and I come down here, you'll see that it doesn't do that. And I go down there, I now can see that I will have the different screens and I can peek through them. If peek is turned off and you have that clicked, um, I, I just I like that feature. I think, I think that works really well. Um, with Windows PowerShell in the menu. So if I go here and I was to type command, with the Windows PowerShell in the menu. So when you right-click Start button or press the Windows X key, okay, it does exactly what we said. Okay, Windows key plus X. It replaces the command prompt with the Windows. Pretty simple to use. I'll turn that feature off. I can show badges on my taskbar button if I want to do that, or I can turn badges off. Taskbar location, I can make it left. And I can make it bottom, which is the traditional. Just keep scrolling down just a little bit. I can also buy taskbar buttons. So, for example, when uh, combined taskbar buttons always, so it hides the labels. So if I have multiple, let's say, Fairfax, then what happens is I will see Multiple. I will see a. I will see a taskbar button for everyone. So you can do whatever taskbar is full, or you can say always do it. I've gotten used to always doing that. In Windows Seven. It's a great feature. You really need to every single Word document you have. You just go in there really easy and simply, and it'll make things really fast for you. And save taskbar. If I click on that. I can always show all the icons in the notification area, on or off. I have all plugged in. I can choose to show that on or off. Um, I have something here, a status manager. I have events manager. I have my manager act on here. Um, I can choose to have it on or off. I can choose to have Windows Explorer uh, only show, for example, I don't really want to see the, um, the my, uh, my USB. Uh, that's safe. I don't want to see that. Um, I only want to see, you know, the Windows for tech media. I really don't want to see that when, you know, when, when it becomes um, applicable. So that's only going to happen. So I don't have that um, So if I have that turned on, okay, you have new unread uh, email messages. Okay. So, 
select which icons are going to appear on your taskbar. Uh, that's pretty much you know, how so you can control what's on your taskbar at any given moment. All right? Um, very easy to use, very, very simple. Okay. Task manager. Do I want to show the task manager always on my taskbar? up to you if you want to do that. Uh, you can. You can just enable that and your task manager will actually just um, appear right on the, right the taskbar. Alright. So you also can get to this another way. So you can click back on If you click on the cog, it's going to take you back to the Windows settings um, app screen, I call it. So you'll notice stuff the way you did it before. You can still go to the bottom here and you can type control and then click on control panel and then appearance of personalization and you can change the theme right from here. Okay. And you'll notice that some of the three look to like a hybrid. So you're going to notice that the whole system is not in that app mode, but I just want to show you that you can get around. You can also get there another way. You can type this uh, or another simple way you could do it is you can hold, you can go right here, and you can start typing control panel pops up. Okay. Then what you can do is you can just click on control panel, and there you are. Now, if you wanted to just go to, let's say, personalization, you could just type personalization, and then right over here, and it just brings you just another way of getting there. So what they did in Windows 10 is It's not 100% apps. A lot of it relies back on some of your settings. For example, if you click on accounts, you notice that you have your accounts. So you have your, your information, uh, things like that. Now, if you go into the account screen on the start menu, and I click on user accounts, okay, you'll see there's my user account. And if I click on manage Okay, if I say add a new user to this PC, you know what it does. It opens up the app. Works. Uh, so you'll notice that goes back and forth because the whole system is not 100% built in, I'm going to call it the Windows 10 um, app feature set. You're going to use some of the legacy, which is really the old Windows 7 kind of There's some of that. Again, you'll notice a lot of it takes you to some places, and others actually brings you to another window, but this is just something to take We'll be right back after this short break, okay? Are you having challenges with your service crashing? Having issues with large file transfers? Is your system always getting attacked by viruses and spyware? Or are your workstations always slow? Jmore is the solution. Jmore has nearly 20 years of experience helping small businesses to large corporations manage their technology. At Jmore, we specialize in engineering technology to grow your business. Watch out for those promising you support for a low price. When troubles arise, you want the expertise of the Jmore connection behind you to run your business while you get a good night's sleep. Visit us on the web today at jmore.com. talk show tonight, and we're talking about how to personalize Windows 10, and it's a lot easier than you might think, and you really can get a lot more value out of your computer by using Windows 10. Now, there was a question on the break, and I thought I'd wait till we got back to answer it. I can't answer it, but you remember what I wanted to tell you guys uh, on 
the air, how this works. So people said to me, well, John, how do we switch from tablet mode? And that's an excellent, excellent question. So switch to tablet mode, all you do is you just go to the far right, and you'll see it says no notification. Just click on that, and you'll see you have tablet mode. If I click tablet mode, the computer switches on tablet mode if my computer supports tablet mode. Um, if it doesn't support tablet mode, then it's not obviously going to go with tablet mode. Uh, pretty easy and uh, pretty simply. So what what else can you do? What well, you can do is a lot. Uh, so we have what we call the Action Center, uh, which is in which is in Windows uh, in Windows 10. All right, and so you can actually pick. Um, you can actually decide. You know, just just by coming to the bottom here, you can literally pick what, what you want to do. On or turn tablet mode off. Um, you know, you can actually um, go right in there and you can make it really start on the um, little screen there. All right. Now, if you made a mistake and you want to turn tablet mode back off, okay, you can go into tablet mode settings and just type it over there. And you can use, uh, you can, it'll always ask you before switching. Again, this is under tablet mode settings. So again, very, very useful. Um, you know, I, I think that's so we talked a lot. We're gonna talk about more stuff on the next show, but I wanted you guys to, you know, kind of get a feel for how uh, Windows ten is working. So right now I have the battery and it's not charging. Very and I have power hundred percent. Okay. So again, very easy, very, very simple to use. Windows ten is Easier. There is a little bit of a learning curve, you know, not not terrible, but I think you're going to find that it's actually going to make it a little easier because by you being able to, you know, make these changes, uh, you'll find that you're not going to have to spend a lot of time on this stuff. And I think that's probably the best uh, the best thing about it. You all have to keep your large um, keyboard, which is uh, really handy, especially if you're using tablet mode, you can use that. You can also use it So Windows 10 is designed to be more productive from, for a lot of people. What Microsoft wants to do is want to have a comment of the experience through all platforms of Microsoft. So whether you're using a computer, a laptop, or using your phone, you're able to to use this very easily. Okay, um, so again, I have some uh, whether it's going to say one thing or another. And one thing you're going to notice is if you click on something like if you click on download, it's basically going to time out after a certain period of time, and then you're going to be able to basically go back. It will do nothing if your computer does not support tablet mode then it's going to do absolutely nothing for you. So I hope you found this about Windows 10. I think what you're going to know is that as we move forward into 2017, a lot of the programs that you see are going to have this new look and feel, which is the app feel, okay? And if you remember, Windows 8 was entirely app feel. They had one side that was all apps, and then they had another side 
ability to do all kinds of different things. So in in Windows 10, we have the ability to you know, live if you want to do that. Like, very easy and very, very simple. Okay? Very easy again and, and extreme, extremely simple. Down tonight show to be very interesting. I know um I'm not sure if we have any more questions tonight. But as we move on, we're going to talk about the different parts of Windows 10, which are going to be very informational to and educational to a lot of you. Because, you know, Windows 10 is not really difficult. There's a lot of stuff in it. And you just got to get to where things are and where to change things and stuff like that. That's probably the biggest complaint I have from most um, consumers, business owners, and even uh, employees that we train. Where do I find this? And when we here? Well, it's not there. It's somewhere else. And I think this is working and, you know, things are going to get a little bit easier. I think that's going to make – it's going to make everyone's life very easy. You remember how we went from DOS a long time ago and then we went to Windows? Well, it's not quite that bad, but there's a certain curve because, you know, if you move into um, your office and then let's say, you know, somebody else – you use somebody else's office because, I don't know, they clean your uh, changing your ceiling tile or doing something, uh, your computer doesn't work, and they have to give you somebody else's desk, and you're not used to everything. Everything's not in the same place, right? So that's like a challenge because you're spending so much time to find out where things in are in. I, I know I like to cook a lot, and in your own kitchen, right? If somebody else's kitchen, and now you're trying to cook, well, this becomes a slight challenge because I'm like. Where do you keep this? Where do you keep that? Ask them where everything is that you need before you get started. Because I can guarantee you that you're going to become utterly frustrated if matter about three seconds after that person walks out of the kitchen and says, you need anything. And then you're going to keep bothering every 30 seconds. So make a list of everything you need. It's nice that they're letting you use their kitchen, but this can get really annoying on both parties because you don't know where put it, but you have no clue where they put it, and all you're trying to do is, is follow your recipe or make something, and it just takes so much time. Okay. Uh, one example of that is, um, and this comes from uh, the chefs for many years, this company called Mise en Before you make it, you want to have uh, your ingredients, they call them Mise en uh, which is basically everything prepared and pre-measured, and then you're ready to go so that when you're whether you're making a cake, uh, pastries, whatever it is you want, or the dough, you want to make sure you have everything there. Then you can move it aside when you dump it, but you have to go through the time of measuring it because if you do that while you're baking, two things are going to happen. One, maybe you're or two, maybe in haste you might measure wrong, but really what's going to happen is you're not going to have the same consistency with your recipe because you're baking so long, everything's done, and it takes too long. And something sets for some recipes, that can be a problem. But it's always great to do your mise en place, be done with it. If it's the same recipe, great. Just go back to use it If it's not the same mise en place, or it's it's different ingredients, like there's some wet ingredients, the trident, then you're going to have to get new mise en place, or these new little ramekins, which you've probably seen before. And that's pretty much how that works. So, so we've talked to some other radio stations. 
And uh, we're hoping very soon that one of these issues actually will start carrying our show uh, live on the air. Uh, we have pitched a couple. You never know. But um, we're probably one of the only tech talk shows in New Jersey, and we're probably one of the only tech talk shows um, around that has a call-in show. Chat, all kinds of stuff, and I just wanted to like tell you to talk to your family, your friends, your hosts, your colleagues. An idea for a show, please tell us. Um, I hope to see you next week, and then after that, I hope we're going to see you. We're going to do Super Bowl Sunday, not on the fifth. We're actually going to do it that Thursday. Yeah, so next Thursday. From all of us at the J-Rock Connection Incorporated, we'd like to thank you for listening tonight and invite you to join us again next Monday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tell your friends and associates about the J-Rock Radio Show and call in live. Be sure to call us early next time so you can get on air, too. The Jaymore Connection, we're engineering technology to grow your business, and you can chat with us right now at jmor.com or call us at 800-208-5155. Thanks so much for stopping by, and have a great night.